With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Well, great to be with you again uh, tonight. You know, this is like Halloween all over for me, and I, I was told that I, I, I think I embarrassed my kids. I let a little bit of my knee show here. I got to pull my, my stockings up a little bit higher. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> it's been good talking about St. Patrick. Many people don't know who St. Patrick is. We talked about last night. You know, a lot of people just think of shamrocks. They think of uh, corned beef and cabbage. They think of drinking green beer and, and a guy who chased some snakes out of Ireland. And he was so much more than that. He was an amazing man. I want to talk to you about part two of Patrick the Liberator, who actually served as the great liberator of the principles of God upon the earth. And you and I wouldn't have an America. We wouldn't have a constitution if it weren't for St. Patrick. And that may sound like, what are you talking about? I want to I give a little quick review for you and tell you more about St. Patrick. Again, we are going through the American covenant, the untold story. Remember, when St. Patrick first went to Ireland, he wasn't an Irishman. He was from Britain. He was actually uh, uh, a citizen of the Roman Empire in the northern parts of the empire uh, in Britain. Somebody once, uh, someone said in the comments that uh, he was actually Italian. They think that because he was part of the Roman Empire and you think of, uh, uh, that's in the zone of Italy now, but, uh, but then of course it was just the entire known world, the Roman Empire. And he was actually part of Britain. And he was kidnapped at 16 years old by child traffickers. They were evil, uh, druid warlords and Irish pirates that took him off to this godforsaken land that even the Romans were afraid to go into. And the first time he went into England, he went in as a slave. He was brutally kidnapped and enslaved, but then he escaped. And then the second time he went back into England, he didn't go in, I mean, back to Ireland, he didn't go in as a slave. He went in as a liberator to set the slaves free. He went back in as a missionary to Ireland because of the revival that God had had produced inside of his heart. And it was a it was a it was an event that changed the face of Ireland but it changed the face of the entire world. In fact, Patrick returning to Ireland was a world event. Now, when Ireland, uh, I'm sorry, when when uh when Patrick first escaped from slavery in Ireland, he couldn't stop hearing the voices in his head, in, in dreams that God had given him, these Irish voices. He couldn't forget about the beautiful Irish people who he had left behind that were still enslaved, that were calling out to him, please come back, walk with us again. He couldn't forget how God had delivered him and set him free. And something miraculous happened in this, this boy's heart who had been set free. He could have lived a comfortable life, but he felt the call of God on his heart. And he, he became a missionary to Ireland. And he had vivid dreams. And in one of his dreams, he heard the Lord speak to him. He said, he that laid down his life for you, Patrick, it is he that speaks in you. The Lord was speaking to him in a dream. 
the one who laid down his life for you now speaks in you. And Patrick said, and so I awoke from my dream full of joy. He was filled with joy that, that God had a call and a mission on his life and to prepare to go back to Ireland. Dr. Foster explains that, that uh, history tells that he prepared himself by studying the scriptures. Day and night, he would meditate on the, the words of God as the supreme authority in his life and the foundation for his Celtic Christian faith. He actually sold his own inheritance to pay for his own missionary journey. He didn't have an army to defend him when he went back to this, this, this brutal land and he didn't have a national church to support him. In fact, he said that his call as a missionary back to the Irish people came from Jesus Christ himself in his dreams. Man, this is a self-starter. This is a man who's relying on God. This is a man who hears the voice of the Almighty and he obeys the commands that he hears. Listen to this. Dr. Foster says, Ireland was still filled with Druid priests at the time Patrick went back, filled with pagan altars and human sacrifice. For example, the Irish sacrificed prisoners to the war gods and newborn babies to the harvest gods. Even, quote, the Romans in their, in their uh, encounters with these naked, insane warriors were shocked and frightened by them. They were howling and it seemed possessed by demons. So outrageous was their strength featuring all the terrors of hell itself. These are the Roman legions. The Roman soldiers were frightened and terrified by those in Ireland, these naked, painted warriors who howled and shrieked like wolves and animals. Now, having lived in Ireland as a slave, Patrick knew the language. Patrick understood the customs and he knew that if he was going to reach the people, he'd have to first reach the kings. And so he set out a strategy to reach the most powerful kings in Ireland so that he might reach the people. But this was the most dangerous mission he could possibly go on because he was going to be marching directly into the fortresses of the kings themselves who were going to kill him. And there's a legendary story of, of Patrick's confrontation with one of the most powerful and influential kings. I believe his name was Leary and it required uh, uh, alien courage for him to be able to do this. And the story goes that, that this king, Leary, had set out an, a, a, an edict, a law, as they approached the spring festival that said that no one could light a fire until the king first lit a bonfire to signal and to mark the beginning of the spring festival. And in defiance of the king's edict, Patrick went up on top of a hill and he lit the fire before the king. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family 
has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. The king was enraged over Patrick's defiance and sent out his warriors, his soldiers to capture him and bring him back to the king's fortress. But he didn't have to do that because Patrick walked calmly right into the king's court, surrounded by the king and the queen and the king's inner circle and his warriors with spears and with swords. And the king thought that that Patrick and the few friends he came with would be overwhelmed and he would just crumble and, and bow the knee under the pressure. But what happened was the very opposite. It was discovered that those in the king's court were overpowered by the power of God working in the heart of Patrick. Greater was he who was in Patrick than he who was in the king's court. And listen to this says here that he preached Christ to the assembly and won to his master. He won over to God. The queen, the king's wife, was converted to Christianity and several prominent members of the court. And though the king's pagan faith was unshaken, he didn't convert the king. However, he was so far won by the man, Patrick, that the king gave him the freedom of his realm to preach the new faith wherever and to whomever Patrick wanted. He was so inspired by Patrick's courage and his, and his confidence and his calm and the message that he preached that won the heart of the queen and respected members of his court that he let him have the freedom to preach this message because no doubt he, he liked the effect that it was having on, on the people. And Patrick went from king to king and began to convert the leaders of this, this pagan culture in Ireland. And the Irish had survived the attacks of, of, the, of, uh, of, the, of the Scottish Picts, of the Vikings. But it seems that they were no match for the power and the peaceful delivery of the message of the gospel that came from courageous Patrick. Patrick was armed only with the scriptures and with his love for the Irish people. And he amazed them with his bravery that no one else compared to. And Patrick saw thousands and tens of thousands of Irish men and women and children converted to become members of the family of faith in the one true God. And it radically revolutionized their entire culture. Listen to this. 
He would speak to vast open air audiences and he spoke of, of his king, God, of God's kingdom, telling them of the infinite love of his king for all of the Irish people, of his yearning desire to have them know God and to enter into and enjoy this kingdom whose pleasures and whose riches and whose bliss infinitely exceeded all that the mind of man had ever conceived. And how, oh, how the bearded warrior throngs, even the eager youths there must have been impressed, inspired, fired and melted. How the wild ones must have felt themselves tamed and the haughty ones humbled. By the words of Patrick, as he communicated the words of God, the message of forgiveness and eternal life. Patrick's message is our message today. It's a message of hope. It's a message of love. It's lay down your weapons and return to the true king. He has a kingdom that has been prepared for you and he will lovingly welcome you into his kingdom when you come to him in repentance and faith. Listen to this. The Irish would have said, here is a story from Patrick that answers our deepest needs and answers them in a way so good that we could never even dare dream of it. This message of the gospel is so beautiful. It is so sufficient. It is so satisfying and meets the deepest needs of the human heart and soul and the questions of the mind that no one could even be brilliant enough to make it up. It must have come from God. We can put away our knives and abandon our pagan altars. These are no longer required to appease angry gods. God does not hate us. God loves us. That was the message of Patrick's God. That he demonstrated his love and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God is a God of love. And it changed them. Patrick was a, he was a, he was, he was, he was amazing. Patrick knew that only God could transform a pagan Irish culture and bring these people trapped in false religion from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. He brought them personal revival. And that's where the transformation of America is going to start with us as well. Personal revival in our heart, leaving the kingdom of darkness and turning to, to the almighty loving creator and all of his commandments. And the first commandment is to love him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength, to love our neighbor as ourselves. And he knows that we cannot do that on our own strength. We must be set free in our heart from the power and the penalty of our selfish sin and that's why he sent Christ to die on that cross like Patrick preached. And if you and I will embrace him by faith, he'll, he'll, he'll throw open the prison doors and give us power over our, 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 our lower natures, our inner demons, and give us a love for God, a new heart with new desires. And as we experience personal revival, we're then empowered to take the next step of family, and government revival. And that's what we're going to talk about in St. Patrick, part three. God bless you. 
Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.